You are listening to the Golf Science Lab podcast. My name is Cordy Walker, and I'm on a mission to figure out how to improve the way that we learn and get better at golf. I've been able to travel all over the world talking with leaders in the industry, from instructors to researchers to golfers themselves, learning how they're getting better at golf and what that means for you. All right, we're back with day three, Coach Will Robbins. Hope that you're getting fired up, ready to get on the golf course with a new perspective, some improved expectations and mindsets that will really help you succeed. Make sure to check out what Will is up to over at thescoringmethod.com. He has some really good tools and resources for you there. If you've been doing the homework that we have been outlining at the end of each episode, make sure to take some photos. Tag Golf Science Lab on Twitter, head over to the GSL Facebook group, post it in there, or search for the scoring method, post it there. Share what you're working on. I know Will and myself would love to hear some feedback of what you're up to, how it's going from you, how you applied it. That would be amazing. All right, let's get into it. Our last and final day. All right, we are back with day three of our mini sessions on course management with Coach Will Robbins. We've talked about blow-up holes. We've talked about proximity from the hole. Day three, what are you helping us with, Will? Well, I think we've talked about some stats, and now we've got to get honest, and we've got to start to talk about the mindset. And I think that a lot of people say, oh, the game of golf is mental. It's so mental. But, you know, realistically, I think it's more that we need to learn about the emotions and how we play the game in our emotional state that we're in rather than our mental state. Because what I tend to see is, is that our thoughts lead to emotions. And most of us, if we're honest, when we're playing, let's say if you're a better player, you're very loose, one, two, three over par. But you start to get, you know, you know, one under, two under, three under, and you start to tighten up and you start to think a little bit more and you start to future trip. And those thoughts, what do they lead to? Usually that emotion of anxiety and that anxiety leads to struggling to, you know, really commit to the shot, really struggling to like, you know, actually believe in it. And then from there, it leads to a bad shot. And then so often I'll hear a player say, oh, I just didn't swing it right. Or, oh, you know, I hooked it. But was that a technique problem or was that a commitment problem? And what I see from most good players is that they're not getting fully committed on a golf shot. And that's why they struggle to hit the shot they desire, not because their technique's wrong, you know, or their technique isn't up to par. So I really think it all comes down to how do you go ahead and get committed? You know, there's one thing that we all are very good at. And when it comes to kind of this kind of conversation, it, it's piling on the tension and piling on the stress when you're, when you're standing over that shot, right? Yeah. All, all starting with bad expectations. Oh, I should hit this one to 10 feet. Uh, you're 135 yards out of rough going over a bunker. No, you shouldn't. So then you increase the stress. You then get in a worse emotional state, which means then you don't commit to the shot and you swing with anxiety or tension or quick. And then people look at me, what did I do wrong? And they, and they think, oh, my swing isn't good enough. Well, I always say to them, well, how is it that the best players in the world can be 17 under par heading into the 18th hole and duck hook it into the junk? You know, or Jean Bandevel or every, every mm -hmm. player that's ever melted down. You think they lost their technique or the tension got to a point where they stopped committing because they weren't free anymore. They were so tight and tense that they couldn't commit to the shot. So it's really about this whole idea of, What's the real problem? Because I see everyone, oh, my swing's not good enough. I'm going to ask you this. On every shot, are you committing fully to that shot? Do you even know what that means? You know what I mean? Are you, do you know what it is to commit to a shot? Because if not, 
I'll guarantee you, you will transform your golf game when you start to understand what committing is, what it feels like, and how to do it, rather than continuing to work on if my technique was better, I'd be a better golfer. Well, Molinari still got pretty good technique, but he tightened up and there were two double bogeys due to tension, not to do with technique. Not a, not a Molinari fan, are you? You've, you've I love Molinari. That twice He's my now. man. He won the Open last year. He won us the Ryder <laughs> Cup. He's fantastic. But they showed him saying, look, 59, 49 holes without a bogey. Look how stress-free he is. Yeah, but then you get to the back nine of a major playing alongside Tiger Woods, and you get to that 12th hole, and that flag enticed him, and he aimed a little bit too far right, so his expectations were not in alignment with the shot he should have been hitting. He then whiffs at it and hits a shot that we haven't seen him hit, now, you think his technique disappeared? No, because he birdied the next hole. The tension overcame him. Quick swing, didn't hit the ball the way he wanted, hits in the water, makes double. And so, so the point is, is that the best ball striker in the world, if he can't hit a good shot under a ton of tension when he's not managing it correctly, why do you think you should be able to? When he's managing his tension correctly, he plays great, just the same as all of us. When we're in that peak state, we're relaxed, we're enjoying ourselves, you know, we're, we're trusting, we're committing to shots, we play good. But when we get out of that future trip, tension and all that, then, yeah, next thing you know, bad shots come. And then we blame it on our swing. And that is absolutely false. So what you've defined here is that we all need to get better at accessing the skill that we already have. You know, like uh, you go and throw down two golf balls on every shot when you go out and play. You have the skill, right? We all, we all have the skill. So it's about accessing that. Okay, so what is your suggestion then? How do we all get a little bit better at accessing that skill when the tension comes, you know, after we've shot 36 on the front nine and, you know, we're used to shooting 42? Like, how do we access that? Well, I would go ahead and say before you shoot 36 on the front nine, on every shot, let's stop worrying about, you know, tracking stats. Because you can track stats at the end of a round, you can track them at the end of a hole. But when we're in the process, we need to start to have, instead of hindsight, we need foresight. We need to see what's going to happen before the shot happens, right? So I want you to track, at the end of every shot, how committed were you on this shot? So did you visualize it? Did you actually see it's a 9-9 off of the left edge of the green, 145 yards, and it's a soft cut? Okay, and then did you get over it and feel good over it? And then did you let it go? Did you actually trust it? Or... Did you go, well, it could be a nine, it might be an eight. I think, I'll, well, I'll hit the nine anyway. Have a rehearsal swing, go, cool, that didn't feel right. Maybe I should draw it. Get over the golf ball, rush it, not put a good swing on it, and duck hook it into the water and say, God, my technique is terrible. If you, the second one's a zero out of 10, the first one's a 10 out of 10. It doesn't matter where the ball goes, if you hit it close to the hole or if you hit it in the water. It's, did you get committed to that golf shot? And I want you to do that on every shot for a round of golf and just start tracking out of 10. So your scorecard... On the left-hand side, you have first shot, second shot, third shot, fourth shot, and fifth shot. On your first shot, how committed were you? Mm, seven. Well, why a seven? Well, I just didn't believe, I didn't visualize it good enough. All right, well, on the next one, visualize better. What was it? A nine. Well, why not a ten? Um, you know what? At the bottom of the swing, I got a little bit tight. Okay, well, on the next one, be even freer. And just start to find how you play and trust and commit to the golf shot. And then just go through a whole round doing that and start to see oh yeah, four, four, three, two. Well, how are those holes? Well, I was rushing, I was tight, I was overthinking. Well, no wonder you hit poor shots. And just start to track the process and commit to the process rather than the result because the result will take care of itself. You're going to shoot whatever you're going to shoot, but I'll guarantee you it's a lower score when you're committed to more golf shots. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of anything that we can do to help us you know, ground ourselves, get a little more awareness in what we're doing right then because so often we just get carried away and 
you know, you're either so mad that you want to quit golf and sell your clubs or you're so, you know, wrapped up and I'm going to shoot my lowest round ever that you kind of just forget that it's one shot at a time. And an exercise like that helps you just be a bit more here right now in this shot and then the next shot instead of the whole the whole thing. And nobody listening to this podcast doesn't already know this. Because you'll say to them, when do you play your best golf? And Cordy, you've heard it a thousand times. Well, when I'm just, you know, I'm just trusting it. I just, I just, I'm not overthinking. I'm not trying really hard. I, I feel, I'm feeling good. And, and I, you know, if I hit a bad shot, I let go of it. Okay, when do you play your worst? When I'm thinking a lot, when I'm trying really hard, when, I, when, I, when I'm tight. Okay, so how are you practicing on a daily basis, on a whole basis, on a shot by shot basis, getting into your peak state of seeing a shot, trusting it, feeling good and execute, you know, just trusting and committing. Because if you stand over shots, feeling tight, thinking a lot and not committing, why in hell's name do you think you hit a good golf shot? That's illogical. I mean, it's completely rational, but guess what? We're golfers. So we do that. And then we get frustrated where the golf ball went rather than where our mind and our body and our, and our, and our physiology was. So it's really about on every shot running through that process and starting to take ownership of every shot. And that's what the best players in the world do better than anybody else on the planet. I think I saw Molinari in an interview say something like he'd lost focus on a couple shots in the back nine. I think he was referencing to that 12, obviously. And you're right. Like, if he can lose focus and, and not be there, I'm using air quotes here for everybody uh, that's listening. Obviously, you can see that. But, you know, if he cannot be there in that moment, you know, he obviously he's been under that gun before at the open and et cetera, then how much more practice do we all need of this? How much more, you know, tools do we need to keep track of this and, and have this be a focus for us to build that muscle it's you know, over time? Point. It's such a great point. And what, the, what he said in the interview is I'm really pleased. Wait, I am really pleased with how I played. <laughs> and he was really pleased about how well he dealt with his emotions and his balance and he stayed through the round and he had those two errors. But let's skip back two majors ago and Tiger Woods is leading the open, you know, and at Carnoustie. On the 10th hole, hooks one into the bunker, makes par. On 11, hooks it into, with an iron off the tee, hooks it, makes bogey. On 12, blocks it, makes bogey, and loses to Malari. Again, he came off. Yeah, I, I was under the pressure. I didn't quite, didn't quite commit to those shots. And so there's the, you know, two of the last three major winners saying, hey, you know what, I had that lapse of concentration. Whereas at the PGA Championship, Brooks Koepka never let off, and neither did Tiger Woods, and, and it was a great battle. So best players in the world do it even though they're focusing on it 100 on every shot it's now time for us to start to doing that like i said start to get hindsight the shot in front of me is important get committed to it and execute rather than you know okay what am i'm four over what am i going to do i hope i don't make a bogey things like that okay so our three pieces of homework from the last three days is one we've got our blow up hole challenge and, and the challenge for that is 18 or 72 holes if you have the time of not causing any penalty strokes. Then we have our proximity from the holes. We've got measure your first putt on each hole and then also make a quick note of where the shot was from that got you there. And then today's homework, which is going to be your commitment level, we'll kind of share that scale a little earlier here, a commitment level of each shot and just looking at that. Those are kind of our three pieces of course management homework that I guarantee you're going to get some awareness. You're going to get more engaged in the process of playing and practicing by running through those. And, and I can't recommend enough here as everyone, you know, if you're and maybe, off your season. And maybe just one final thing is maybe yeah. just start to change that word of course management to game management because sure. your game is your game, right? And that's what I think you hear from a lot of these, these great sports psychologists and statisticians is 
it's your game. How do you keep double bogeys out of it? It's your game. How do you get closer to the hole? It's your game. How do you think your way around it? So you're really looking at, if you understand game management, then you have an understanding of how to play the game, which allows you to practice and train the right way, which means that you're going to reach your potential. So I think it's really important to really embrace it as yours rather than this course is how you should play this course. No, it's how you should play the course in front of you. Yep. And I guess one further step, I, I, I don't know if we've said this or not, but all of these these homework assignments are helping to educate your practice and training also. That is the reason that we're doing one is obviously gaining awareness, but the second is to help you spend your time smarter when you head out to, to practice. Yeah. And practice isn't always standing on a driving range hitting golf balls. Practice is committing to a golf shot before I hit it. You know, practice is measuring the length of the first putt and trying to get it closer than 15 feet when I chip next time, because that's my average, you know, everything is practice, right? And practice makes permanent. What you do more of, you get better at. So be very careful of what you're working on, because if it's the wrong stuff and it's not where you need to be working, you will plateau and you will not shoot lower scores. And then it leads to frustration, which usually leads to higher scores. Do you recommend that people do like all of these at once or focus on one thing at a time when they go play nine holes or? I would take a week at a time, a month at a time, just go and master. The, I mean, the, the last one, the commitment to the shot. I mean, I've been working on that for 14 years or however long, you know, I mean, yeah. so you'll start to track, you know, you'll start to, the way to look at it is this on every shot, you're going to commit to the shot. So you're doing that every shot on every hole you're looking at how on earth do I keep the ball in play on this hole? Once you get onto every green, you're thinking how far away am I from the hole? So it's, it's kind of shot by shot, hole by hole. And then obviously core strategy at the, you know, before you play is how am I going to put all these 18 holes together? And what, what do I think my, you know, personal power will be on this golf course? You would prefer when you send a student out though, that there's some level of like today, my focus is kind of going to be here. Yep, for, absolutely. For me. And, and do that until you attain your goal. Like, if, if don't go on to the next one. If the first day you go out and get 16 out of 18, blow up, you know, with the blow up holes, you get 16 of 18 in play. No, get 18 of 18, earn your way to proximities. And then once you've gotten proximities and you know those numbers, then move on to the next one. Perfect. Well, it's been fun to hang out with you the last three days. Hopefully, people enjoyed this. If they want to learn more from me or check out what you are doing, how can they do that? Yeah, just check out thescoringmethod.com. You know, reach out to me on Facebook, Will Robbins. And um, yeah, but I think the biggest thing is, is to get on that Facebook page and post some of the results and get into the community and uh, start to realize that your potential lies in how well you play the game, not how well you just swing the club. So looking forward to hearing some great results. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Thank you to Will Robbins for joining us the last three days in a row for this little mini series that we did. I really enjoyed it. I hope that you did as well. Make sure to go follow along with what Will is up to at thescoringmethod.com, scoring method on social. See what he is doing that can help you lower your scores with the game that you have, give you a better idea of how to be your own caddy how to have foresight instead of hindsight, and then practice purposefully. So check that out, thescoringmethod.com. We'll be back next week with another new episode, so make sure to subscribe and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, we have an Amazon Alexa skill that you can go download. Make sure to do that. Enjoyed spending the last three days with you. Follow along on social for the day-to-day. -day. We'll see you next week.